Today, as I say, we begin Advent, the special time of our church year. And as we enter into Advent, I'd like to share with you about our gospel reading, which says, Be alert, be watchful. In our psalm today is, you know, let us see the face. Let's see the face of God. We want to see His face. So why are we here this morning? Why do we come? Why do we gather in this church this morning? Why are we here? You know, we come out into the cold. We come out into this building we call our church here at St. James. And we gather at this prayer of the Mass, the Eucharist, which is ever new, ever ancient, as Augustine would say. Oh, beauty ever new, ever ancient. It's forever new, yet it's ancient. For 2,000 plus years, we've been doing the same thing at every Sunday Mass in every day the Eucharist is celebrated when you're sleeping there's masses going on somewhere else where it's daylight when we're here celebrating mass others are sleeping the mass perpetually made present the sacrifice of Jesus always before us day and night always in heaven the father always beholding his son act of total selfless love for you and I for God the Father. Jesus loves you so much. He loves us so much. Advent's a time of preparation, waiting, watching, with a heart that's humble, a heart that's willing to enter the mystery. So at every Mass, because of the gift of the priesthood, I always like to say at my ordination I laid flat on the cathedral floor. And I did that for my church, my bride, you. I laid my life down. I give up the beautiful good of marriage and having uh, biological children. I have spiritual children, of which you are. But I give up the great good of marriage and family to have, as a priest, as a spiritual father, the gift of Christ to you, for you, all the time through the sacraments. So, at every Mass, the priest, whom is Jesus? You're not here to see Father Michael. You're here to see Jesus. Jesus. You're not here to see Father Tom. You're here to see Jesus. I've come to meet Jesus at Mass. So I take the bread and the wine as a priest. I don't have the power to turn bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus. But because I'm a priest, I've been given the sacrament of priesthood, holy orders. God gave me the potestas in Latin, the, the power to transform bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ for you and for I so that you could receive the Eucharist. For 2,000 plus years, we've taught that the bread and the wine become the living body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. There are over 150 Vatican-approved, scientifically unexplainable miracles of the Eucharist. You can study these on your own where the bread became real heart tissue and the wine became real human blood. It's proven, it's there, you can see them, you can study them. I was just in um, Lanciano, Italy, and I just saw one of the Eucharistic miracles and all the scientific studies behind it. So the Lord is affirming our Catholic faith. He's saying, yes, church, yes, I come to you. I take the bread and wine and make it my body and blood so that you could receive me. But what do we do with leftover communion? We don't just toss it aside. 
We don't just discard of it. What do we do with leftover communion? It goes in the tabernacle. Right there. He's in there. He's listening to me. He's listening to your hearts right now. He hears every thought, feeling, and desire, pain, struggle, joy. He hears you right now. He's aware of you. God is with us. He's in that tabernacle, soon to be on the altar. But we take leftover communion, we place it in the tabernacle for two reasons. One is to take communion to the sick, which we just did at the last Mass. We invite communion ministers up who will take communion to the home, bound, the hospitalized, etc. But the second reason I'd like to talk about today, we have the Lord in the tabernacle so you and I throughout the week can come and adore Him. To be an adorer of the most blessed sacraments. The Eucharist is the source and summit of our whole faith. Everything we do as Catholics revolves around the Eucharist. The body and blood of Jesus. The blessed sacrament. Truly present in the tabernacle. And so the Lord wants you and I to adore Him. To love Him. To spend time with Him. Now I want you to think about this. He waits as a slave and prisoner of love in every tabernacle around the world for your visit. He's waiting for you to visit Him. And some might say, well, I can pray at home. God's with me everywhere. Yes, He is, but He's not with you in the same way as He is in the Blessed Sacrament. There's a difference between the presence of God in our soul by grace and the presence of God in the Eucharist which substantially He's truly there. The same Jesus that walked the earth and touched people, is that presence is in the tabernacle, soon to be on the altar through the gift of the priesthood. Okay? Now we, I want you to think about this, we have all had moments in our life where we've waited for love. How many of you have been lonely and you just wanted to be visited by someone? Put yourself in Jesus' shoes. Often we're thinking of ourselves. Let's think of Jesus for a moment. Think of Jesus in the tabernacle. There's no Xbox or HD TV in there. What is he doing 24-7 in that tabernacle? He's thinking of you and me. He waits and he waits and he waits. He waits for a visit. A simple visit to see him, to love him, to again adore him. We're designed to adore Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. So in the Mass, there's a moment where the priest holds up the Eucharist, the body and blood. I hold up the consecrated host, which is the body and blood of Jesus, and I hold up the chalice of blood of Jesus. And I hold it, and I hold it up for a period of time for a reason. You and I, I want you to look, see, behold. Behold Him. Look at Jesus. Enter in. Fall in love with Jesus. During Advent, it's a new Advent's a new beginning. Let's begin our Advent with adoring Him, falling in love with Him. Lend yourself to the mystery. You're going to hear me say, the mystery of Christ, the mystery of faith, right? The mystery, enter in. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this and sharing it with you is 
We want to take Jesus out of the tabernacle and place him into this thing here, which most of you know, but it's called a monstrance. It's a golden monstrance where you put the Eucharist, Jesus is here, the Blessed Sacrament goes here. And we place him in the chapel in this monstrance and he's outside the tabernacle. He's there to be looked at, to be gazed upon, to be loved, to be with him. And as he's out there, we as a church can't have Jesus exposed without two adorers present. Why two? Because if one can't make it, we want to make sure somebody's always there present with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Okay? So our goal in this parish is to have eventually perpetual adoration. We're 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Two people from this parish family are present, kneeling, sitting, adoring Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament in that chapel. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That's our goal. In the last three Masses, we've probably signed up 100, and, 100 people, 110 people. We have about already 120 people signed up, but we, we are always needing more adorers. Okay? So what's the big deal? Why can't I pray at home? Why can't I leave Jesus in there? Why do we have to make this so uh, uh, an act of, you know, if you will, tediousness of we have to have two people there. Father, that's a great idea. It's beautiful, Father Michael, but I have a work life. I have a kids to take care of. I have... Uh, things to do at my home. I can't bear to add another thing to my schedule. I understand you. I work too. I often work from morning till 9, 10 at night all the time. But you must find time to be with Jesus or the rest of your day is going to be chaos and craziness. So the Lord's inviting you. We need two adorers in front of Jesus. We want to fill up Monday and Tuesday first. We got a lot of them filled up, but we need help. At every exit, you'll find sign-ups. And before this homily's over, I'm going to give you an opportunity to sign up in the sheets in your pews. You can sign up a general time slot that you're interested in. And we can call you and invite you to then consider the time to visit Him. Now, there's 168 hours in a week. Here we go. 168 pennies equal one, one penny per hour in our week, okay? So every penny in this glass jar is, a, is an hour of your week. I just looked at a study from the U.S. Department of Labor they just did in June of this year, and it's basically reflecting on the year of 2013, how Americans use their time, and they divide it up in certain periods, sleep, work, household, childcare, and leisure. We have 168 hours. That's all we have to use in our week, okay? So, let's just look at this a moment so you kind of get an idea. I think it's important. First of all, do you know the story of the woman who had the alabaster jar of costly perfume and dumped it on Jesus' feet and Judas had a tizzy fit? Judas is like, you just wasted a whole jar, alabaster jar, costly perfume, a year's wages you dumped on Jesus' feet. We could have used that, sold it, and used the money for the poor. You know what Jesus said to Judas? Leave the woman alone. You know why He said leave the woman alone? Because the woman was in love. She wanted to waste 
what was precious to her on Jesus. I'd like to suggest to you that this is our alabaster jar. This is the alabaster jar is your schedule. And the perfume is your time. Our time, it's time during Advent to break open our schedule. Break open your schedule and waste some time on Jesus. We want peace, but we don't take time to pray. How are we going to have peace in our marriages and families if we don't take time to pray? I'm, str- I'm not talking at you, I'm talking with you. I struggle with prayer and I'm a priest. How can we expect to have peace in our lives if we don't give God time to fill us with peace? And let me tell you something. If you and I would just give God our little five loaves and two fishes, our little bit of time, He'll multiply your time. I've seen it done in my life. Mother Teresa spent two hours a day in prayer in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and she got more done probably than all of us combined. Why? She put Jesus first. Okay, so here we go. Let's look at it. Sleep. Eight hours a day, seven days a week. I'm kind of being generous. Most of us don't get eight hours a night, but if you do, praise God. So eight hours a night, seven days a week, 56 hours are gone from my 168. So I just blew 56 hours in sleep. Well needed, I guess, huh? Work in school. Nine hours I gave you for work, or that's what they're giving you, at least on the study. Nine hours, five days a week, around 45 hours of work, give or take. We all have our own schedules at times. So, we've already spent 101 hours to work and sleep. So there's 101 hours are gone. I'm not saying that you can't serve God at work and you can't love God while you're sleeping. I'm not saying that. But it's different when you commit to one hour with Him. Okay. Household activities, food prep, laundry, cleanup, shopping, paying bills, homework, etc. All the stuff we got to do. Three hours a day, seven days a week, that's 21 hours. 21 hours gone. So we have 122 hours spent. Child care, or you could include, I guess, homework in this as well. Child care, we know, is a seven day a week job, 24 hours a day. But you got to understand this. If you're a stay-at-home mom or, fa- or dad, that's your, that's your work too, right? You're working. We're all called to care for children. So the study gave like three, three and a half hours a day for your kids to do what you got to do. Seven days a week, 21, 21 hours gone. So we're up to 143 hours spent on sleep, work, household, and child care. Leisure. Watching TV, socializing, social media, texting, Facebook, exercise, internet. Three and a half hours. Now, I'd say that's being... Most people probably spend more than three and a half hours. Three and a half times seven is 24. Okay? I'll put one extra. So, we've spent 167.5 hours. So, there's, if I could cut this in half, we'd have half an hour left. Now, give and take. I'm just giving you something to think about, alright? So, what am I asking of you? Well, I should say, what is Jesus asking of you? Jesus wants one hour of your week out of 168. Do you know what what one hour a week is out of 168 hours? 0.0059. 
That's one half of 1% of your whole week. One half of 1% of your whole week that God's asking us to consecrate, dedicate, adoring Him in the Blessed Sacrament. That's all. One half of 1%. We often think, oh, Father, I can't do this. Everyone in here can find one half of 1% of your week to give to the Lord. If you're a husband and wife, you can sign up for an hour. One week your husband comes, the next week your wife comes. One week, Or you sign up as a family, you share the time as a family. Perhaps the Knights of Columbus as a group can organize a few hours. Perhaps the Catholic Daughters, perhaps the uh, James for Life or the youth group. We can do this together. I can't be in there 24-7, nor can any of you. This is a family project. We want to adore Him. I want people to think I'm crazy because I love Jesus so much. I want people to look at you and say, why are you getting up at 2 in the morning and going to St. James Adoration Chapel? You know, we have people that's been in this chapel for 5, 6, 7, 8 years, have been coming every week, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 1 a.m., I'll be honest with you, the best hours to come is the middle of the night. That's where you sacrifice. And Jesus really just pours out the peace and the blessings upon us in those hours. So, I'm asking you to perhaps take an hour of your TV time out. An hour of your internet, texting, Facebook. I mean, we spend a lot of time. Half percent I'm asking for of your week. To consecrate to God. Judas didn't understand. Judas didn't want to waste anything on Jesus. The woman broke open and wasted the costly perfume on Jesus. I invite you to break open your schedules and carve a time out for Jesus as we begin Advent. Think about it. Don't just try. Choose. Trying is saying, I don't want to commit. Right now, today, in this pew right here, I'm going to use them as my prop as well. Look at that. We have a wonderful couple here. Here we go. Dwayne and Loretta Muff. They chose to waste time together. They've been married 50 years today. Praise God. So, how did they make it? I don't know, we'll have to ask them. But praise God, they made it because they let Jesus come in. And so I'd like you to think about that. God wants to waste time with you. He wants you to waste time with Him. Take a few moments to make a decision to commit. And there's something beautiful about saying, I am going to choose an hour, and I'm going to commit to an hour. And yeah, that breaks into my free time, but God will multiply it. So I want you now to, if you can pass those on the ends of the pews, pass around the uh, pencils and papers. If you're already in a door, you don't have to fill this out. Um, but I invite those who aren't in the doors to fill them out. Put your name, phone number. 
And it also is saying that you're going to spend an hour weekly. You can choose morning hours, 6 a.m. to noon, afternoon, 12 p.m. to 6, evening, 6 p.m. to midnight, midnight to 6 a.m. If you for some odd reason cannot choose an hour, please check the bottom where you can say, I'll substitute for those who can't be there during their hour. Let's say someone goes on vacation. I need substitutes. I need substitutes. And again, we want to fill up Monday and Tuesday. We want to get those two days filled up. This is more of a general uh, sheet. So you can generally give us a time and we'll call you and work with your schedule as you break it open for the Lord. And again, as you leave the church today at all the exits, if you want a direct time and you know the time you got, fill it out at the exits. There's, there's sheets at all the exits. But try to hit the Monday and Tuesdays if you can see what's available. Um, so, Lord, we love you and thank you. And, and I want to thank you all for your yes to adoring Him. And for those who already adores many years, thank you. So as we continue Mass, just think of that. I'm going to give you about a minute or two here to, to fill that out. We'll pick, put, that, put this in the collection basket um, and the ushers will separate them before they bag it up, bag up the money.